Mom Save America is brought to you by Integration Partners, a nationwide network integrator specializing in cloud and security solutions. Integration Partners, what's possible? I'm back for my second episode with my friend Carrie. Thank hello, goodness. Hello. Um, thanks to anybody who's out there listening and keeping me positive by every time I talk about it, everybody's super positive. So thank you out there. Today, Carrie and I are going to mom plate on a few random topics and then get into a discussion about teen, uh, 80s teen movies versus today teen movies, John Hughes versus whoever's doing it on Netflix today. And then I'll do my MSA PSA, which um, I'm going to do a speed date for that. I'm going to do three people because we're recording this before the midterms. And I just, not that we can vote for any of these people, but I just feel like it. Get the word out. Yeah, get the word out. And then we'll do our coffee cruise crush. So um, before we jump into it, and um, just so you guys know out there, we did this once two minutes ago and I forgot to hit, <laughs> I forgot to hit record. And round then, two. It's going to be better this time. Round two. And then before that, I forgot we were trying to edit something else and then I realized I learned something about how I didn't actually lose something. I found it. So, oh my gosh. But what we were talking about was my um, air supply experience, right. which was so unbelievably fantastic when I got home I realized I had screamed the whole night singing every song. And I, I just, first of all, I was fascinated that these guys, they've played, I think he said something like 400, no, I, I forget the number, but he was like, we've been playing out for 45 years. That's 45 amazing. 45 years. Well, and you know, the other thing too is that like the musicians and stuff didn't make the money back then like they can today yeah. so well i mean he was still, playing carry hall so but, but still he's you know they still have to work it like they still yeah. need and he had income. like a new song he they were like had new oh, it was probably terrible it was terrible yeah. it was, i was like yeah let's all stick to the old days, yeah but yeah. i'm like that's all they they have to i'm sure they have to for their sanity yeah play a new song every once in a while i guess right like singing the same song for 45 years right be a right bit, a right bit much oh my gosh but it was so fun and the entire town of lexington was there which was Great. That's awesome. And you know, I, what I thought was interesting is some of the women were brought their husbands. Like Bart would have, like, first of all, he might have liked going in the back and watching just the band. Right. But he, he would have shot himself well, in the head I, if he had I to told listen to that. my husband you were going to airplane. He was like, what? How, could, how did we not know about this? Why do we not have tickets? So I know he would have gone. And, and, and somebody told me Fleetwood Mac might come. That would be. We will have to go yeah. see that. Anyway, so I got to get on some sort of mailing list. It for just there. made me happy. It made me lighthearted for that time where you feel like shit. This sucks sometimes when you're like dealing with. Because I, you know, I told you I would had such a shitty mom week before that. Right. But yeah. um, we went to see um, Friends, the musical. No. Oh my God! So talk about you were saying before that you know this exceeded your low expectation right, of right. what it was going to be. So they've made. Um, Friends and I guess like The Office and um, musicals. They've made them into like little spoof musicals, like traveling. Are they opera. satirical? Like so that yes. they're they're making fun of them. They're making fun okay. of the show. But um, listen, it was sweet, but it, it was rough. First of all, we went to dinner first and had a few drinks, which oh. we shouldn't have done. Why? Because how could you not oh, do that? Five minutes in, my brother-in-law was asleep, <laughs> snoring. <laughs> 
It's so great. No, it was cute and fun, but eh, you know, one of those things that uh, could have skipped. But oh boy. Anyways. So the other thing that happened was, um, like I was talking to you about my terrible mom week and then, you know, when something really good happens and you're like, Oh I, yeah. So my, middle one gets out of the car and I'm trying to tell her something but not speak it because there's other people in the car but I need her to know something telepathically talk right and she gets out of the car and looks at me like I got it I know exactly what you're talking about and I'm like oh my god we're on the same wavelength I, I drove away so happy like she gave me that look, and we were connected, and it was working, and I was like, yes, all right. I always feel like I try that, and I'm like, how can you not get what I'm trying to telepathically say to you right now? Like, you know, we'll be like, oh, I'm sorry, we're, we're busy, we can't make yes. it. And they'll be like, no, we're not, what are we doing? <laughs> Who said we had planned? You know, like, I know. can't you read my mind? I know. You don't want to do this either. Right, like, and we'll go through that discussion later anyway. Yeah, just zip it, and then we'll talk about it later. Yeah, and the other thing that I knew you were going to get a kick out of is that, so for two weeks, I've been jabbing my finger in my ear because I've had an earache, right? Mm-hmm. And, I'll, and I'm like, Bart's like, just go, go to the doctors. Right, and I'm like, right. it's going to go away. I, I don't have a fever. Nothing else is right. wrong. I don't have a fever because I've been self-medicating with Advil and Tylenol like every four hours because I just, because it hurts and I keep, so finally I go. If you tell me there's a tick in there. I'm <laughs> no, it was, I, I went to the doctor yesterday. I have a double freaking ear infection. So I've been on it. Oh anyway. my God. Ridiculous, right? But shout out to Dr. Brown. Cause honestly. Oh, Dr. Brown. I oh love the gosh. health stop. I never want to go. I never want to go to the primary care physician. I just want to go to the health stop for what I need right then and there and move along. My in-laws have been going to Dr. Brown for 172 years. I don't even know how he's still alive. I don't know how he's still... He's... I don't even think he's that old, though. And you know what the best is? He barely examines you. I tell him what's wrong. That's I basically say, I need an antibiotic. And Mm -hmm. he's like, you're absolutely right. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways, that was hilarious. That happened to us in Florida at... um, the Remember when he ended minute clinic? Like he just walked in and they doled out the drugs. I'm like, Florida's great. Well, I mean, they're terrible. Yeah, they're great. Florida's like, just, gotten in big trouble, yeah. you know. But okay, all right. Let me think of what else I wanted to tell you about the the week. But really, the other thing that I, you know, as I was trying to think of topics, I read this article about um, Netflix mm-hmm. saving the rom com, the teen rom com specifically. And as I was listening to or reading the article i'm thinking okay we watched a million of the teeny bopper movies this summer Mm -hmm. that came out on netflix and i was all in Mm -hmm. i was like these are fantastic Mm -hmm. i don't know why something's beeping i'm going to pause for a second oh it's carrie's phone okay is everything okay i don't know i i don't know if it was my phone or not i don't know go ahead we'll keep going sorry um anyways it it got me thinking so the article led into the differences between the 80s teen movies and today's and i mean there was a lot of a lot to unpack with the article but a couple of key things were one political thing and and the fact that the 80s were dominated by the reagan years and one of the topics that came up was ferris bueller's day off and ronald reagan loved that movie oh well it's the best movie but you know why he loved it no because Ferris had no regulations on him. He was free to do whatever he wanted. Okay. And that was the connection. And yeah. I was like, I'm not super political. as you, and mm-hmm. I, But I was like, interesting. He and Nancy went to the screening of the movie, whatever. And he, they say, like, belly laughed and thought it was the greatest thing because it represented to him 
freedom and right. you don't need chains or big government or anything. You need to be let go. Well, and he's just himself. He doesn't care if any of your friends like him. Or yeah, you need to go to school. Yeah. yeah. No, it's great. What I love about, first of all, Netflix has single-handedly saved mm -hmm. TV in general. In general, right. But um, I love that, like, all those old um, John Hughes films, like, the kids are all watching today, like, as if they're current movies. Yeah. Like, my 14-year-old has watched uh, The Breakfast Club, 16 Candles, yeah. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Clueless, into them as if they had just come out, you know, this year. And the topics and everything are still relevant. Like, still... nothing has changed. Right, right. Well, that was what um, I was talking about, or reading about, like, John Hughes, when he came onto the scene, that it was, before that, it was those beach blanket bingo movies right. and it was like silly romper room dancing in the sand you know was there a plot to any of those i don't know well and what was that um a movie our kids uh not, not marie antoinette who was it no beach? no but it was a play on the beach blanket bingo with um, oh oh teen yeah, beach movie teen beach movie which was yeah, hilarious like, that was sort of a throwback yeah. to those movies and right. it was super cute but it's not really relevant to the time. But or... and that's the other thing, like for in the last few years you had Disney making movies yeah, like broke back. For, right, you had but they were still pretty watered down. Yeah. And then Netflix has burst on the yeah. scene with some real to all the girls I love before. I just have to comment that um, love Simon. Tina's dog is licking my toes <laughs> right now as we are oh, doing this podcast. Sorry, sorry. The yeah, damn dog. It's cute. Anyways, go ahead. I, he kept bursting <laughs> in the other night. I was trying to make edits, and every time I, like, paused and then recorded, Franny would just, like, burst in. I'm like, fuck. I get, like, <laughs> and I tried to we keep do. blocking him out, but it wasn't working. And, well, you know, last um, podcast we were talking about, I forget what television show we were talking about, but I brought up Riverdale. Yes. And I was saying, oh, they just keep taking Pieces. plots from other shows that have already existed. Well, next week's episode of Riverdale is um, The Breakfast Club. Like, oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. All the kids are going to come back as their parents, and they're all suspended and, you know, locked in the library oh. together, all from a different social group. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, Can't you come up with an original idea yeah, they either? just remade The Breakfast Club into one episode. Well, honestly, that just made me think about parents versus then and today. Right. And and I was thinking about it, watching 16 Candles at your house that that last time I've seen it was at your house, and I was thinking the parents are like completely absent. Yeah, in the kids, or they're just totally ridiculous people. They're like, ridiculous yeah. people, hilarious, ridiculous people, out of touch, drunk. Yep. yep. Or, and today's parents are more like helpful and helicoptery. Well, that's so funny. And like you emotionally about, connected to their kids, right? Like the parents in Sixteen Candles. I mean, they forgot her birthday. They're totally self-absorbed. Right. Drunk. Grandparents are nuts. And then you go to, like, Love, Simon, and the parents are, yeah. like, these nurturing, yes. kind people. We love you no matter right. what you right. are. Right, I mean, which is great, but it's still, you know, supposed to be a comedy. And But uh, it's, a, it's a referendum on where where we are at as a society. True. That's where, you know, as I, as I was looking back at 80s, 90s, 2000s, and today from a movie standpoint, it's like you, the 80s with... Pretty in Pink and Breakfast Club and Sixteen Candles and those movies and John Hughes and it was I mean it is a referendum on where they were at and and people walked everywhere there was no obviously no yeah. cell phones and 
and there was much more smoking in the, those yeah. movies versus even and there's drink. and drinking like now teen movies they hardly ever show it's like too politically correct to but show the best the kids is at a party drinking in, in in the movie to all the girls I love before the hero or the 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 guy the good guy he's yep. drinking kombucha okay I don't he, remember that yes he comes out and she takes a sip of his drink thinking it's alcohol and okay. she's like oh what is this and he goes it's kombucha I'm driving and I was like yeah. And, and, and he's and you know it's de- develops a healthy digestive system. Yeah, it's very funny. Like now, like, there has to be like, you know, as if. But um, I kind of like that. It's great and nice, but it's sort of like, well, we all watched those teen um, movies where people were drinking and smoking or whatever, and we didn't go out and become these, you know, massive drunks or drunk driving. Yes, we did. Not really. There was a lot of people that did. Well, Maybe not me or you, like but now they're afraid to show like that happening in the teens because they're. But up, I don't think it does happen. Like you were just saying, you know what? One of the things that I I, I went through was um, right, yeah. drivers. It's down. The percentage of kids who get their license right when they turn sixteen right. is down almost twenty five percent from yeah. what it was. That's so weird to me. Back it's then, such an independence, like such an and. Um, one of the one of the factors was kids are so freaking overprescribed and busy that they don't have time to even go to driver's ed. Well, that's true. So that yeah. was the thing. But the other thing was that the we do everything for them. So why should I get a license if my mom's going to? Right, drive my them? mom's just going to pick me up. It's just easier that right. way. Right. I don't There's even no have point. to think about where I'm going. Yeah. Oh my god. I can like, be on I my phone the whole so way. So anxious to get my license. We were driving around town before we even had our license. No kidding. Hoping nobody stopped us. Like my I can't dad even imagine that. Let me drive start driving when I was almost 13 and a half because yeah. he was sick so he was like I don't feel like driving to school can you just drive me to school and I was like yeah of course I love driving <laughs> although my middle one she wants to drive now anyway she's like yeah she'll be ready I think it'll swing back but I thought that was interesting the other thing was the graduation rate is down which I didn't know and obviously the diversity you know that that was the other thing those movies there was a lot less diversity in the 80s from a movie standpoint. And that's just where we're at, but it's, right. it's significantly down. Uh, or diversity significantly up, I guess is the, the way to say it. Well, and too, like those you know 80s movies when there was a diverse character, oh it God. was like spoof on. And it was racist. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the, that was the thing that I thought was interesting was the things that I feel like are cringeworthy, right? Back then it was picking on a diverse character mm-hmm. or whatever. And then, but you don't necessarily have that now, but now you have hot tub scenes. And I'm like, right. Well, okay. Right. You, there's the sex is more explicit. I think now, maybe not. I, I don't, don't know. Greece was Greece. Well, I guess was, they don't show anything, but it's pretty. But intended. wasn't Greece like 70? I don't know. doesn't matter. Yeah. That was insane. a little earlier, but pretty in pink breakfast club. There's not, there wasn't sex going on. There was and, implied makeout, right. but there wasn't like right. hot tub. I'm gonna, yeah. I mean, right? Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I just also thought, I love like the John Hughes movies. Like they all seem to focus on um, the underdog in the story. Like it yeah. wasn't the like yeah. we were saying earlier, like the the Mean Girls popular right. crowd, or right. even in Clueless. Like that they focus, you know, that sort of towards the end of the right. I think that's early 90s, actually. Well, that's, what great, that, that's an interesting point there because that's where it changed, where you have John Hughes movies. As he, as he fades away a little bit, the next, uh, the next wave was Clueless or um, 
Cruel Intentions, yeah. those movies, and the the mean girl or the the girls being uh, cruel to each other. And a lot of articles I was reading about it said that was even a more realistic portrayal of what was high school was mm-hmm. going than the John Hughes mm-hmm. portrayal because girls were being mean to each other, but they over-exaggerated that right. as well. And then you have this wave of um, those movies of, you know, class struggle within the girl group and then we kind of we've kind of swung back around now to a little bit more with the Netflix generation or what the Netflix people are doing are trying to go back a little bit to John Hughes related type movies give us a good feeling and focus more on the struggles of fitting in and right. relationships yep. and if you like a boy or prom or all of those things versus just mean girls kind of oh, thing. Oh and I think too like the um Kids crave like that sort of soft, lighthearted, that's silly right. type movie where there doesn't need to be some, you know, huge message or yeah. like um, Molly Ringwald. She's on this um, ridiculous show, Secret Life of an American Teenager. Oh yeah, and she plays the mom, and it, she's always the mom now. It's great. It's great. She was the mom in Riverdale too. Yeah. Oh yeah. She, exactly. Perfect. But she. Um, and first of all, when you see her in these shows, you're like, oh my god, I can't believe How she old? was like the actress of our generation. Because yeah. in these television shows, she's horrible. She still has the same hairdo. But she's just. Can't I'm just like, it, this person was like I, I, the actress of our time. And it's like, maybe it's, listen, maybe it's the material she's being given. I don't know. But I was a Phoebe Cates fan, not a Molly oh, Ringwald fan. Phoebe but Cates I'm just amazing. like, Fast Times Ridge Ridgemont High. Well, best. if you're going to talk about explicit sex, I mean, that Well, that's clearly, true. That's yeah, true. That's I forgot. Cool. But that was a rated R movie. That wasn't like, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. I think they did it both. I think they released it as R and then they did a Okay, I don't PG know. Film. But I, I, I distracted you. But anyways, The Secret Life of an American Teenager, it is just so ridiculous and silly and not really um you know real high school life but it's just also kind of you know just lighthearted. like i think the kids get wrapped up in that whole thing of just being able to relax and watch the ridiculousness of it other than it have to have this huge but, you know message yeah. like 13 reasons why or you know just right right seated thing it's just a show and that's what that's so at the end of this article about uh, Netflix bringing back rom-com. They tied it back into the politics of the 80s versus today mm-hmm. and how in the 80s, you know, you were breaking, trying to, the Soviet Union, he was trying to break, uh, get to Gorbachev, tear down the wall, all of those things. And it was heavy. There was a heavy, we were, um, the, he was doing his Reaganomics or whatever. I, I'm not going to profess to know exactly right. all that went on with the politics, but in general, they were saying the mood was semi-heavy. John Hughes is trying to, like, give these kids something, like, lighthearted. lighthearted. And not Disney lighthearted. Right. But more, A like... edgy lighthearted. Fun. Right. With the music. That mm-hmm. was the other thing. The soundtracks back then. Oh, were just amazing. Amazing. Mm-hmm. And you still, they're iconic. So you have this John Hughes, and now we're back in this really... I mean, we're all watching the news. Uh, unfortunately for my kids, I do have... You know, the news on yeah. way too much. So they are in this heavier time. And in comes Netflix with Love, Simon. And I don't know. I haven't seen Sierra Burgess's Illusory yet, but I'm dying to see that one. And, or the Eighth Grade. These other movies that are like yeah. 
real life but have a good message yeah. in the end. So, And I think what's so great about um, Netflix, too, is that it's made all those things accessible again. Like, yeah. you know, not having to go to the, I mean, whatever, we all went to the video store, but, like, that certainly wouldn't, none of those films would have been what my kids would have chosen had there still had to have been a, you know, movie video thing. signals oh, type. Yeah. You know where you go get the movie, but now video going, signals, yeah, right? <laughs> Blockbuster, can we well, whatever. <laughs> video signals was in this town. Video, but, um, <laughs> I've never heard of that. Video signals, sorry, whatever. But yeah, it's just so much more accessible. Like they can go back and watch the old TV shows and the old movies. It's just great, and also too, it's like another. Um, you know, I don't mean to sound corny because it's not like you know we're like the Cleavers sitting around watching films together right, but right. it's nice to like be able to watch movies again that like you both enjoy right, and right. isn't torturous right. to sit through right i mean yeah they're right it's it, pg-13 means something there's going to be something that you have like oh dear for your 11 year old but yeah. for the most part yeah you can hang out and watch them and not feel something you know is going to happen where yeah. you're like shit i yeah. should be sitting in here with my mother um <laughs> Yeah, anyways, I thought that was funny and, you know, an interesting connection with what's going on today, politics-wise, what's going on today, movie-wise, mm-hmm. and and go, and then going to watch Air Supply. You know, I'm like, yeah. I'm watching Air Supply in my, and then, and, I, and there was these younger people there too, like, people in their, like, 40s, or early 40s, mm-hmm. like, late 30s early 40s and they knew all of the songs to air supply i'm digressing for a second but it made me think of like where i was in the 80s listening and i'm a couple years older than you too but thinking you know i i was in i was in a john hughes movie do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i felt like i could be whereas some of the ones with clueless and it just felt a little too yeah it wasn't really your reality yeah yeah, I mean, right, exactly. Like, you're not living on Beverly Hills and driving to school with your, you know, right. chauffeur. Or right, a little dog. And yeah. even there's lots of them, I guess, in both, in, in all the different eras. But with Netflix and what they're doing, separate from 13 Years Reasons Right, although there's, I, I know a lot of that stuff happening, but um, you just feel like, okay, yeah, you might be saving a note from somebody or, like, holding on to something that somebody gave you in high school. Or there is still... Girls picking on each other, but there's so much more awareness about bullying these mm-hmm. days. Everybody's talking about, it. you know. They say, you know, my kids say here, oh, there's no bullying in this town. Like, I mean, there's mean people, mean spirits mm-hmm. half the time, but they're so overly on it. Yeah, they're. Well, I I think that's so true. I feel like there probably was much more bullying going on back in our days, but it was just sort of life. You just. That yeah. person's mean, you know. Yeah, now there is this. Super it's social bullying now, right? Yeah. I guess like mm-hmm. so. And, and the, the piece that we didn't talk about, which I had still written down here, was the 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 differences from a technology standpoint. So from the John Hughes movies and what they did versus today and how they do things. So like, well, you were saying, you know, oh, you might have a note. I have a whole um, Tupperware bin in my attic of like folded up like footballs like all little old notes or a diary entry that I wanted to keep or just the most ridiculous things that I'm like holding on to that are like silly and fun I mean not even as if I'm ever going to go look through it again but you think about what I guess the kids version of that would be 
saving like their history on Instagram yes. or you know sometimes yes. I know my kids will like screenshot particular texts that they get or whatever so that they can you know save that note quote that somebody sent them it's just weird like they won't have these physical they won't have mementos the physical. and it'll be to. interesting to figure out because even today that we don't you know it's it's I have to force myself at the end of the year to make a photo book because exactly. yep. you know and it's like will these kids when they get an upgrade of phone they have to make sure yeah everything they, transfers over right yeah. and is there going to be a place where they can record it versus because obviously everything on the internet stays on the internet but they're not going to go back and find text right like, like I noticed like on Facebook now people are making like an album of like um, you know spring 2017 or whatever so oh, that's really their, yeah so they'll like add photos to that post that they've done um, but oh, like Facebook's going to start with like picks, they should be charging for it well and they're going to team up with like tiny prints or one of those people and like you know push them all to the tiny Tina, prints that is a great don't you idea. think yeah yeah because like i know my my girls who are at school they'll make like a you know um ut 2018 right. album so they they just keep posting pictures on there it'd be great if at the end of the year you could just blink push a button push a button they sort them all out for you in like an album like yeah and just Oh, you can do a book that's a five by seven, an eight by ten, whatever. Okay, so we will no longer be doing podcasts. <laughs> we are going to start an app connected to Facebook to immediately make photo books for once you say one album is completed, done. You've so heard it here first. We might that's have our to new sign off forever. Right. <laughs> Wait, that could be some sort of link from my Mom Save America homepage, which I haven't yes. done yet. Wait, and shirts, which I haven't done yet. But um, no, I, I just feel like sometimes, even Apple... Um, they make it kind of easy for you at the end of the year. If you don't want to like go through and scroll, you could just hit a folder and they'll populate a book for you and mm -hmm. you can just, but I like to try to, yeah, I like to pick the sizes. I like and, to pick the sizes yeah. and, and sometimes write captions and stuff mm -hmm. underneath them, which it's just a freaking lot of work to do, yeah. but it's the only way you get pictures anymore. Yeah. But I wonder like if our kids will even care to have, to a have a physical they will. thing to hold on to. Or if it's just so different now. But don't... I mean, my kids love the yeah, books. Yeah, they do. They do. Mine look through the old books, but I don't know. Like, maybe their kids are going to be like, wait, what? Why do you have all these books and pictures? <laughs> That's so weird. It is weird, but even, like, I when I went home this past summer and was trying to start to clean up my mom's house mm -hmm. and, you know, the old books that you had to, like, the plastic... Oh yeah, slip the pictures in. Like, well, even the plastic that peeled yes, off, and then stick you like, it down. and then if you tried to peel it off too quickly, sorry about that, um, it pulled off half of the picture, yep. and you're like, shit. Yeah. But I, I have all those books because that's the only pictures of little, you know, baby or mm -hmm. toddler pictures that they have, and I love those. Plus, I don't know. There's got vintage always comes yeah. back. There's yeah. always something, and photo books will be vintage. So. Okay, I think that's the topic for today. We're going to come back to you guys with my MSA PSA and our Coffee Cruiser Crush. Welcome back for my MSA PSA, my Mom Save America public service announcement. Carrie's going to doze off as I talk about these ladies. Just kidding. She, um, she already heard me do this a couple times, so here I go. Three ladies I think you guys should know about. First, Amy McGrath. Amy McGrath is running for Congress in Kentucky's 6th District. 
and holy moly, this woman is a real-life maverick, and I think she could probably kick anybody's ass, which I'm pretty psyched about. She is a marine fighter pilot, and she is the first female to fly an F-18 on combat missions. Her story is when she was a kid, she wanted to be a uh, a fighter pilot, but uh, the law had prohibited women to fly combat missions, so she decided to write to every member of the Senate Arms Service Commission to get the law lifted, and that's exactly what she did. She fought for it. She got it because that's what she wanted. So she's a mom of three kids. Her district is mostly uh, white Republicans, so it's going to be a long shot for her, but she literally is a fighter, and I'm rooting for her. I think she's really interesting. She's got a great story and she really wants to uh, do some good things for her district. So good luck, Amy. You're number one. Okay. Second on my list is Gretchen Whitmer. Gretchen is running for governor on the Democratic ticket in Michigan. Gretchen is running on an all-female ticket, which is super interesting That and I don't think it has been done before. Her attorney general, Dana Nessel, Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson and Senator Debbie Sabinos are all running with her on an all-Democratic, all-female ticket, which is super, super cool. Now, I know some of you out there may be thinking, hey, Tina's only been highlighting Democratic women out there, and that is true, but that doesn't necessarily uh, mean that I'm going to keep doing that. One of the things that I want to do is research and highlight any women, moms out there that are doing really good things for their community, whether it's a business owner or, uh, you know, someone that's volunteering anything. It's just right now, I feel like given that the midterms are around the corner, it's important that we highlight these women that have taken it upon themselves to keep giving back to their community and running for public office. And I think each of these people that I've highlighted here today are pretty cool. Gretchen is interesting because before the Me Too movement, she was out there highlighting uh, sexual abuse. She, in 2013, as a senator, she revealed on the Senate floor that she was raped at Michigan State as a freshman. It was not something she wanted to do. It was incredibly emotional. It was incredibly hard because a lot of people in her immediate life didn't know that the situation had happened. She had held it in. But at the time, the Republicans were trying to uh, pass a law saying that women needed extra insurance uh, if they were raped, if they wanted to um, get an abortion or have a do something with women's health issues. They needed extra insurance to pay for that, and she was fighting against it, and she felt in order to fight against it, she needed to get up there and tell her story. Unfortunately, she told her story, and it didn't matter. They passed the law anyways, and she didn't, you know, succeed in doing anything. And, it, you know, five years later, you have Christine Bosley Ford getting up there and telling her story and it not doing anything. But she felt, Gretchen felt like she's not giving up. She's continuing to move forward. She's continuing to raise her daughters to speak up and try hard to create an environment where women are heard and women speak up even before things happen or before things get out of, out of hand. So I, I'm really rooting for Gretchen. I hope that all-female ticket sweeps it because it would be so great to have that, especially in a state like Michigan. So... We need her. We hope she keeps running. We hope she keeps her mind set up, and we are rooting for her. 
And number three on my list is Katie Hill, another Democrat from California. She's running for Congress in the California's 25th districts, district. Sorry. Um, Katie is a baby. She's 30 years old. She grew up in the community, and she still lives there with her husband on an animal rescue farm raising her baby goats, which is adorable. She is focused on issues in her community, including the homeless and, and poverty, because it's a big issue for her, and she's been raised around it, and she wants to make it a priority for her. The thing about Katie is um, her message about being a woman. She is completely unapologetic, as I think a lot of women are running right now that way, but she says she's running as a woman, not as a woman trying to be a man. High heels and all. Nothing against the pantsuit, because we needed that in order to get where we are right now, but what we need right now is actual women women running in government emotions and all, because we need to be able to balance out what has been going on in uh, in government over the last you know 250 years it has to be where we bring all of our assets to the table our emotions our multitasking our ability to listen to negotiate and and bring compromise to the table and Katie feels like she can do it so i am rooting for Katie so good luck to all these ladies out there google them if you want to know more about them and you know we'll know soon enough if any of them uh win their seats. We'll be right back with our coffee cruise or crush. Okay, so let's just jump right into our coffee cruise crush. Who are we starting off with? Jake Ryan from 16 Candles. Um, Ducky from Pretty in Pink. Right. And then... Uh, Who was he? What was his... Um, what was his John Cryer? John. Oh yeah, John Cryer. John Cryer was Ducky. And who was? What? Who was the? Who was the blonde kid in um, Sixteen Candles? What was his character? The little, the skinny kid. Oh my God! Don't uh, do this to me. I know. All right, oh, we'll find so him. Amazing. Yeah. But he was a good one too. Yeah. And then um, who was the other one? I Ducky, said? Jake Ryan, and Ferris Bueller. Oh, Ferris Bueller. Yeah. But characters, not the actors. Because I don't actually don't yeah. even know anything about the character of yeah. Jake Ryan. What, where the well, hell did he go? Oh he disappeared. Did he do I, anything else? I don't know. We gotta find out about him. We gotta deep dive into him because yeah. I have no idea. I mean, the other two success. I mean, long right. careers. Right. Jake Ryan fell off the planet. Because <laughs> the other ones I was thinking too was just like Madonna and Brooke Shields, and but these guys are much more fun. Okay, let's jump into those guys, and then um, I gotta tell you one thing about. I want to revisit one quick thing about the Mean Girls thing, but okay. All right. All right. Well, so, okay. If, uh, Ferris Bueller, Jake, well, first of all, Jake Ryan was like, oh my God, he was everything. Like he was. Could he, could, oh. he, could he string a sentence together? Well, that's the thing. Now as an adult looking back, my point was going to be, he was the thing for me. And I think I'm going to crush him. Because he was dumb as a box of rocks. I think. Really? I mean, we know nothing of his personality in the movie other than he was handsome and he was nice to her in the end but yeah like not a whole lot there there had to be something else like if like if i went back and watched it as my teenage self besides the handsomeness like right he recognized that she the original girlfriend was like yeah, an idiot an idiot right and he only liked her because she was you know but popular, did but did the other two person. did molly ringwald ever have a conversation with him at all did they did when did they I don't, I don't know 
that there was much interaction between the two of them. Right. Yeah, he just recognized her that she was kind of interesting and unique and... I don't. He was going to give it a go and wait outside. Yeah. There's always a car scene. You know what movie we did not talk about? Um, was my one of my favorite movies of all time with John Cusack. I was going to say, you're going to say, say anything. I mean, seriously. Yeah, I know. I, get, I just got goosebumps. He's so great. I loved John Cusack. Yeah. I mean, if we threw him in there, I'm just yeah. taking him on a cruise. Okay. Well, anyways, I guess I'm crushing Okay, Jake sorry. Ryan. I've distracted you. Uh, okay, so between Ferris Bueller and Ducky. Um, okay, so Ferris Bueller, I'm just taking a co- coffee. He, he's a little much. Um, I think I would get tired of the shenanigans and all that going on, so I'm just going to go to a short coffee with him. And I'm going on a cruise with Ducky because he's just the consummate underdog. He's amazing. He's there for her always. Yeah. Yeah. He's the best friend that every girl wants to have in a guy. So I'm definitely going. The thing about him too, and the thing about him too is that he's the. In every movie, you're watching. You're like, why doesn't she see it? Like, why don't they see it? Right. And one of the things that I've been telling my kids is, if you were in a movie, do you like who you are? Are you mm-hmm. like the character that you like? Mm-hmm. Are you paying attention to what's going on in your life and recognize if you kind of look at it from above? Yeah. And when I when you look at Ducky, that's the thing. It's like you're looking at it from above going, yeah, what, you know, he, he's just, he, he's, he's got a way about him that he sees and listens and hears all these things that nobody else is seeing and hearing in the movie. Do you know well, what I mean? And also in the end, I mean, you know, we all want to be madly passionately in love, but at the end of the day, you're looking for your best friend, somebody to spend your life with that you have common interests and are going to have a good time together. And you it think it's have to funny and interesting. Yeah. Jake this. Ryan is going to last a week. Oh my God. I would get dull quick. <laughs> dull quick. And I, so I have never been a fan of Ferris Bueller, ever. The movie? Everything about it, I'm just, you know what? I'm too uptight. Just like the Golden Girls, I am too, it's too much, um, it's it's too much breaking the rules for me. I can't, I just am crushing Okay, so you're going to be the sister in that movie who's trying to report him for skipping school and getting in trouble. (laughs) I could have been that person. I mean, it took me a long time to loosen up. Let's just put it that way. And I still have a hard time with it. When I do, it's great. But I feel like I, I'm, I'm crushing him. And okay. I can't really separate him from Sarah Jessica Parker. I don't know okay. why. It's like somewhere mixed in my brain. So I'm crushing Ferris. Ferris. I'll go on a coffee with Jake just because I could stare at him, I suppose, okay. and be like, okay, I can I can make conversation with an hour for him. Okay. Yeah. I bet you he'd have some crazy, fruity Well, and, and listen, if we're, if we're talking drink. about the actor itself I, to go to coffee with, we could... Where have you been? What happened to you? Wait, I can find out what happened to him. Yeah. Did he get any other jobs after that? We are going to find out and follow up yeah. with everybody on that one. And then I'm with you. I'm going on a cruise with Ducky, too, because I just, yeah, I, I, you know, that movie, just the music alone, I feel like I feel like if he was, do, he had a hand in doing, I know he didn't, but mm-hmm. I feel like if he was real, he would have been like, this is the soundtrack that I want in my movie, mm-hmm. in my life movie. And that, that's to me, is super cool, too, so... Oh, boy. Okay, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. A reminder, if you're listening to us, please subscribe to the pod. Rate us five stars, 
please. <laughs> um, stay tuned for a website because I am working on a website and I'm going to have some merchandise on there, whatever, some fun stuff. And you should be able to eventually listen to the pod on the, on the um, website. And email us at info at momsaveamerica.com. Uh, anything, you know, give us some suggestions for names too, because sometimes we, we are like struggling with who do we, who do we pick for our coffee cruise crush? But before I let Carrie go, I just wanted to say, um, to follow up on one of the things that, one of the things that I'm, I'm thinking about for another topic is just fun quotes and, and things that we have listened to from our parents. But one of the things as I was listening back to, uh, another pod, you had said like, you know, if you have something like, if you, if you have a nice thought in your head, say it mm -hmm. and as I was walking the dog and I'm like and if you have a mean thought don't say yeah, it don't like keep it to yourself no one wants to hear it no one, and you will probably regret it anyways mm -hmm. so say it to yourself feel it out and then move on but if you have the nice thoughts say them out loud or so. write it on a piece of paper and then throw it in the trash right but if you have something nice to say say it if you don't have something nice to say Swallow it down yeah. at this point. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Thanks, Carrie, so much. And we'll be back. Thank you guys all for listening.